Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio.
everyone, and welcome. Thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in. This is T-Love, your host here at Energy Awareness Radio. I am an energy therapist and certified sound therapist with a private practice in Sussex County, New Jersey, where we are streaming to you live as we do every Wednesday evening at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. Now, AdRunner is spreading the word about Energy Awareness Radio, and you can see their ads in many of the eateries across New Jersey. The response has been huge. So if you are in any eateries and you see the ad and you want to advertise yourself, then all you need to do is go to their website, adrunner.co. That's A-D-R-U-N-N-E-R dot C-O to learn more. They are very helpful. They do things quickly, and the results, well, they are just phenomenal. For those of you inquiring about my CD, Imagine, it is available for sale on my website, quantumwellness.org. It consists of four tracks, a total of 70 minutes of Quartz Crystal Singing Bowl healing music that was recorded without any digital engineering or remastering whatsoever. So it's organic in nature. It's actually what you would hear on the CD if you were to attend a live concert. And the feedback has been very, very impressive, everything from relieving stress, and inducing uninterrupted sleep to reduction or elimination of pain and inflammation, significant changes in blood tests. It's crazy good. So I'm passing on to you the feedback that I get, and which is it was something that's telling me that this CD is doing a whole lot of good for a whole lot of people. And I know I tell you that I am constantly amazed, and I continue to be, because the feedback I receive is just great. So if you're interested, go to my website, quantumwellness.org, scroll down to the video so you can learn more about sound therapy and how it may be able to benefit you or someone you love. And it's a great gift for the holiday season, so keep that in mind. Now, I am going to hazard a guess that almost everyone listening has experienced the breakup of a relationship. And if you have, well, then you know how hurt and angry and depressed you can feel. And you can probably remember how difficult a time it was my guest tonight, who has been here before, I might add, and we're so happy she's back, is Lori Martin, and she has written a guide to help you get through this process, the breakup process, more easily and quickly. Now, Lori lectures nationally in the field of self-love and empowerment, and her indomitable courage pushed her to transition from her corporate job as a vice president to follow her own heart. And for the past 10 years, Lori has been a dedicated professional speaker, certified life coach. She's an author, an advice columnist for a local newspaper, and writer and advisor for a local print magazine. She passionately shares her wisdom, tools, exercises, and visualizations to help others connect with their infinite, powerful being. And she is the author of the published book, Smile Across Your Heart, The Process of Building Self-Love, which is what we talked about on the last show that she was on. And her latest writing, The Conscious Breakup Guide, Navigating Through the End of Your Relationship, is exactly what we're here to discuss right now. So good evening, Lori. Thank you so much for joining us again. We're so glad you're back. How are you being this evening? T, thank you so much for having me. Um, I'm great, and I really appreciate being on your show. I think it's wonderful. Your book, I loved your book. It is such a great tool for everyone. And, you know, I can understand why you wrote it, because you had a breakup yourself and you wished that there were a guide to help you through. And the next thing you know, you realize that there wasn't a guide, so you wrote one. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I remember being really upset and Googling, where's the breakup guide? 
Um, but it's, a, it's, it's 54 pages. Really, um, my work is about personal empowerment and connecting people to their heart and pure essence, um, as you do through your work, through mm-hmm. the sound healing. Um, and it's and this guide is just a, it's it's really about looking at our emotions and our feelings and saying, okay, um, what were our expectations? How can we get back into a state of inner peace and connection and kind of unravel from whether it be rejection, heartbreak, whether it be um, all those feelings that go on, sadness, anger, um, and remember, remember who we truly are as a beautiful divine being. And it's like everything I do, it's really giving somebody processes visualizations, um, questions, inquiry, so they can tap into what their own wisdom, their own wisdom. Because every you know, single the, person... The, the, process yeah, that you, the, the process you provide is actually very simple. I can't stress that enough. It is only 54 pages, but those 54 pages are just chock full of all kinds of information, and it seems it brings people through something that would otherwise be a difficult time in a more amiable way. And, and I equated it to, I was reading it in an airport, okay, when I, when I first got it, and I thought, okay, I'm sitting in the airport reading this book, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on, but you, it really takes you in, and you don't notice the things going on because it's that, it's that all-encompassing. And it is, when you're going through a breakup, it's a grieving process, similar to a physical death, but this is right. the death of a relationship, so it still does take time, and there's no rules to how long it will take or how difficult it will be. Right. However, you know, I will state that most psychologists and psychiatrists will say there's a difference between a physical death and the death of a relationship because of circumstance. Now, a physical death, of course, is not a choice. Therefore, it's not personal for and against another person, whereas a breakup is a form of rejection, and it can be construed as a personal affront. So I know they've done studies that have been conducted that show dealing with a death is easier than dealing with rejection because rejection is purposeful. It's a decision that was made, whereas death is not. It's not a choice. And with rejection, we tend to see how we failed. Why didn't the relationship work? But with a death, that question doesn't come up. What does come up is, should I have done more, said more, been there more for the person? So there's a sense of guilt. And it's been proven that those questions of should I, could I, with regard to death, are a whole lot easier to overcome than the questions of what is wrong with me when it comes to rejection. So your book is geared toward the rejection part, and it brings up a lot of good questions, but it's also, I mean, I got right away, this is a grieving process. Has you ever heard that before, or is it just me? No, I've heard that before, absolutely. Mm. And, And also... Yes, rejection, as well as um, fear of the unknown, just being afraid Uh of living life now without the person. And, you know, one thing that I've realized is a lot of people don't want to feel uncomfortable feelings. So they avoid it at all costs, you know, though. They don't want to read the self-help books. They they would rather um, become very busy 
or maybe through alcohol or other means, but they will shy away from really doing the inner work of, of feeling and seeing what's there. And what I've noticed is what happens when we don't do that work is we will then, because everything is energy, as you know, we will then mm-hmm. have another relationship <laughs> where we can repeat the similar learning lesson. So sure, you get another chance, doing, another opportunity. Exactly, exactly. Mm. But by, by being, having, you know, it's courage. It takes a lot of courage to look inside. So oh, yeah. by making the choice of being courageous and saying, I'm going to start a practice of sitting quiet and seeing what's there and being responsible for my energy. I mean, that takes courage to really embrace yourself and be totally present in silence. And, and allow the anger, allow the rejection, allow space for whatever's there to present itself. And it takes a lot of courage, and it takes, um, it takes somebody who has a little inner strength to be able to be present and go through that document and go through, go through the lesson instead of blaming the person, blaming the situation, and then carrying that blame for, you know, 20 years with you. It's an opportunity to say, let's, let's, let's get it right. Let's work through these emotions and process through this experience now so then I can be cleansed and cleaner on the inside. I can evolve from this. And I don't have to walk away angry. I don't have to walk away mad. I don't have to walk away thinking it was a mistake. Because right. I get that too, Kate, from my clients, that it was a mistake. And you know, T, just like I do, it does not mean every single relationship we have in a romantic sense is going to go the whole distance for our entire life. That's a human-made belief. That's just right. a human-made belief. We have relationships with people for a month, for a half a year, for five years, friends as well, friends as well, all kinds of relationships. Maybe mm-hmm. we meet somebody on the street for an hour. So it doesn't mean it's a failure. It doesn't mean it's a failure. And a lot right. of women feel that way, that they failed. And that's not the truth. If you focus on what you learn, you know, go into a meditation and sit and say, well, who, who was I in that relationship? Was I courageous? How was I different in that relationship from my previous one? What are the things that I can be proud of about myself in that relationship? Or maybe I can be proud of just the fact that I decided I need to go into a new direction and I walked away from that relationship and that could be something that you're proud of but there are re divine reasons why we were with particular people in our life at that time that we needed that we needed for our growth but it doesn't mean we need it for 20 30 40 years right and the interesting thing is that when people before your book came out and there wasn't a book 
people would not go within and not try to figure it out. They'd just plot along, and the universe would provide them opportunities to learn until mm-hmm. they got it. Now, that aha moment might not have happened for another 30 or 40 years. So what your book does is it takes people through a process that allows them to do this more quickly and more easily, and it's not difficult. The process is not difficult. There are various exercises throughout your book, and they, I have to say they're all really good. I found them to be beneficial for everyday use, not just in the case of a breakup. <laughs> and that, I mean, that's a bonus to, to the book, too, to me. It's, it's a great tool for right. providing assistance with working through any disagreement, and as you just said, not just I disagreements agree. in romantic relationships, you know, and I'm sure right. other people right. have told you that as well. So yeah. just the fact that you don't have to suffer, because that's what you're doing. And people don't even realize they're suffering. They just figure, okay, I broke up a year's gone by. Now I'm not suffering anymore because society says you shouldn't after a year. Well, that's baloney, right. you know. <laughs> it doesn't matter. If you figure it out and know what the situation was, just like the Indians, just shake hands and part ways and move on, learn from what, get the lesson, learn from the relationship, and then find somebody else and make a better relationship that's going to work for you because the adage that people say you know same junk different person is not true yeah i don't believe yeah. that's true yeah it's, it's also um, looking at our emotional attachments that we have to people and what we think right. they're giving us and really taking a look and getting very real what we think we need from that person um, sometimes you realize when you do that introspective work, sometimes you realize, wait a second, you know what, maybe it wasn't all that. I made it out to be. And a lot of times, too, when we break up, I know for me, in my last breakup, I was focusing on all the good things. And luckily, I had my best friend to remind me. I say, wait a second, remember when you said da-da-da-da-da-da-da? So, that's why I talk about in the book, have a, have a relationship buddy that could remind you if you're focusing on all the good things and you're missing and longing the person for the person after the breakup. Have your buddy remind you of those, those little, the intuition that was going on in your head that was, that was talking to you and saying, wait a second, and all the red flags that you were listening to and that you were telling your best friend, um, those red flags are coming from your intuition and they were driving you in the direction for your highest good. And we can't throw those away. We have to remember that while we're missing the person. And we have to just put things in, in perspective. It was a great thing for that time. But now my direction belongs somewhere else and I think when we see those those little pieces of intuition that raise a red flag that other people might pick up on and we don't it's because of the fact that you're the one that's in the relationship and no relationship is a hundred percent perfect it can't be and when people say well they should have been more for me no see that's not it you are in a relationship to be in the relationship as your part and bring to it what you can. And if the other person feels the same way, then you'll have a good relationship. But if you go into it thinking, what can this person give me? Uh-uh. The person isn't, you have to get everything on your own. The person isn't giving you anything. You know, you are there to help that person and they are there to help you. And that's when it works, when you're both giving to each other, but you're not expecting the person to, what can they bring to the table? You know, it has to be yeah. a, a give and take in that 
nobody's going to complete you. You're complete all by yourself. This is just an adjunct. This is something that adds to it. It's the gravy. And if you're looking yeah. for somebody to fill in the voids, that's not going to happen. It's not, you're going to jump from relationship to relationship. So I think sometimes people will, they so much want to be in a relationship, they'll negate those red flags because they'll think, well, okay, I can just, I can forgive for that because at least I have this person here by my side. That's not what it's all about. Exactly. Do you know, yeah, yeah, exactly. you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Oh, um, yes. I recently, I've had a client that had tolerated um, emotional abuse from her partner, and it really is about you know, they're mirroring how, how they feel, that person feels about themselves. The abuse that we take in our lives is directly related to what, what, how we feel about ourselves. So the, the moment we decide to step out of that, what we're saying is we believe in ourselves that we don't deserve that. We don't deserve to be treated, to, to be spoken to like that, to be treated like that, that, you, that we deserve more, better. And it's re- my my focus is about connecting people with that light within them, so they can get to that place of believing in themselves. Mm-hmm. I think some, I think something recently. Well, you stated in your book. Let me go here first. You stated in your book. I do believe as the human species continues to awaken and evolve and learn through our own awareness, we will have less pain and hurt. I agree with that wholeheartedly. But then I also believe that love is not hard. And I've heard so many people say, they'll come in and they'll say, you know, love is so hard. It's a struggle. And I just don't get that. You just put love out there. Be love. And you'll see and feel an entirely different understanding of what love is. It is not jealousy. It is kindness. It is complete understanding. It isn't judgmental. It is forgiveness. And when you live from that perspective and practice that, and yes, it does take practice. Then practice. you will see how easy yeah. love it. Yeah, absolutely. It's every we're day. Not there it's yet. Yeah, we're not there yet as a species. We're all evolving and learning yes. about unconditional mm-hmm. love. Yep. But there is a and guy that, that was interesting. You know, recently there was a post that went viral from a man who stated that marriage is not for me. It was all over the news in early November. Did you see that? Did you hear about that? If you, yeah, if, I read that. I read yeah, that. Yeah. And when you read the entire post, you would see that what he said was not mean-spirited at all, but rather he spoke to what love is. And that, to me, right. spoke volumes about love. And I believe that man had an aha moment. It was an incredible yeah. moment for him and his wife. And it was very true. What he said was very true. You go bringing to it what can I do for her and she comes and says what can I do for you and you can both go about your day and do your work and everything but when you come together at night or you know after work or whatever when you're when you're with each other then you're about the other person you're you know you're about the other person and they're about you and it's less time for anything else you just be the love and so many times people will come in and say but loving somebody is so hard and I just don't I'm thinking, how is it hard? It's only hard if you want control. And, and, and nobody in the name of love would expect 100% surrender from another person so they could have control because that's not love, that's control. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that? when people... Go ahead. I, I said, do you agree with that? I do. I think when people use the word hard, what they're referring to is 
because we haven't been taught to validate ourselves, we were taught to get validation from outside of us as little as little kids on up with almost just about everything, even you know money, the more money you make is a good thing. We weren't really taught about personal inner success validation and uh, we were taught you know to care about what other people think to care about what your teacher thinks what your boss thinks to care we were not taught to care about what we think and how to fill ourselves up so as people are in relationships the hard part is as we continue to pin each other on each other's insecurities and and whatever comes out from one another, wherever we're so-called lacking inside, is what's going to be, what's going to rise to the surface for us to deal with in a relationship. That's the hard part, sort of mm-hmm. speak. But if you realize that, that if somebody in, in a relationship, your emotions that come up between the two of you, whether it be jealousy, whether it be neediness, when you're living a life where your focus is taking responsibility, then as those emotions arise, instead of blaming the other person for how you feel, instead of getting mad at the other person, you're saying, aha, ooh, okay, that really triggered me. Let me go and look at why I was so triggered and let me process that and let me look at that and let me learn how to... um, give that to myself instead of looking for the other person to fill me up. So Exactly. So we can look at it not as hard. We can look at it as a blessing. We can look at it like this relationship is helping me heal. This relationship is helping me grow into my wholeness, grow into my fullness of who I am. But it really determines kind of the consciousness level of everybody in a relationship. If you're doing the blame game, or if you're do, if you're taking responsibility and willing to grow, and and sometimes when somebody takes responsibility and they're willing to grow, they grow right out of a relationship because they <laughs> realize right. they don't want to be with that person anymore. Right. And that and so, every relationship is about growth. Right, but there's a lot of stigma in society. It's about getting a divorce or getting separated, um, you know, supposedly is a bad thing or a failure. And so a person lives through all these emotions of shame and caring about what other people think. So now Mm -hmm. they have all that garbage of what everyone's going to think, what are their friends and family going to think. I had a um, coaching client who was in a very happy, unhappy relationship, but she cared so much about what her parents were going to think that it, it paralyzed her. Mm-hmm. But slowly, slowly she began to get her voice back, and slowly she made the break. It took it, took, it was baby steps, but she finally she finally did it, which was so great for her. Um, I actually know people who have waited until their parents have departed this earth before they would get a divorce. That's how the stigma is. I mean, that's pretty bad. You know, you know why? You only get a short time on the planet. You're supposed to be here to find joy and give joy. If it's not in the relationship, you need to figure a way to get out of it. You need to figure out what's the best thing for you and the other person. And as you said earlier, it does take courage. It takes an incredible amount of courage to walk away 
because you do have all this stuff, but you have to, you know, that you're thinking about. But I think if you really want to grow and you really want to become your authentic self and have that shine, you need to realize, and there needs to be a place to get the information that I can be a better person, grow from this. And you can still be friends. I know people are thinking, no, you can't. (laughs) Yes, you can. You can still have somebody, you know, you're not going to go out to coffee with them every day, but you can be civil. You can have an amiable relationship with the person. So you say hello to them instead of people who see each other and run to opposite ends of the grocery store, you know. But I think when people read your guide, it doesn't just teach them the breakup part and what you need to get through that. It does do that, but there's more to it because within that you see, ah, in the next relationship, this is what I need to be looking for. And there's an underlying current of not you changing when you go into the next relationship, but being aware and walking into every relationship instead of with judgment, but with forgiveness in your heart. So we walk around, everything we do, we judge. But if you walk around thinking, okay, that person, you know, maybe they had a bad day, maybe they got bad news, maybe you have no idea what's going on in their life. So if you See, look at that everything, think, Yeah, we take everything with us. However we show right. up in life, we come with everything. So if we haven't gotten to a place of peace and forgiveness, we're going to take that into the next relationship, and it's going to show exactly. up. And it's going to show up in a, a variety of ways, but it's going to show up. It could show up as... as fear or someone's going to leave me or abandonment or anger or all, all you know, men cheat or all women cheat. But it's going gonna, it's gonna to show up if we don't process and come to peace with it. It will, it will show up in one way or the other. And then I just wanted to touch upon the friend issue because I do speak about it in the guide. The, the mm-hmm. issue about the friend, okay, when people break up, a lot of times they'll say, well, right away, we're going to be friends. But this is, this is what I want to say about that. That word is used very lightly. Now, mm-hmm. the truth is about the word, that word. If one person still has romantic feelings for the other person, then the word friend is not really the right word. And then what could happen is they could have false hope that maybe they'll be, uh, maybe you'll get back together and then there's expectations. And here's the test. If both of you can see each other with another romantic partner and you don't have any jealousy or any envy uh, and you're totally okay seeing that person with another on a date, let's say, for example, and you're okay with that, then you could be friends. But if you're not okay, the word friendship is not act- actually accurate. So yeah. sometimes... You need a little time. You need a little time. And maybe you talk once a week. It's really different for everybody in that regard. But if you're still longing for the person, oh, and if you were mistreated in any way whatsoever, if you were emotionally abused or mistreated or physically abused, I do not suggest friendship at all. No, no. There's no excuse for that. That's a, that's right. a deal breaker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, when kids are involved, yes, you have to be in each other's lives. That's a given. Right. But I don't, I do not condone any emotional abuse, any bullying or physical abuse in a relationship. And I think that I don't even think that those people can be friends. No. Nope. No, I think if it's, if you walk into it and you know you're in a relationship and things have been going well, but you're just like parting ways, you've grown apart, there can be amiable breakups, 
But what your book does is it doesn't just speak to the breakups. Yeah, it speaks to how you can actually enter into the next relationship, which I think is a great tool because that way people won't be bringing their baggage from this relationship to the next relationship to the next relationship. So it's a very, it's a teaching guide that will help people to further their own growth by reading the guide, even if you're not in the midst of, the, of a breakup. I mean, I read the guide, as I said, I'm sitting in the airport and I'm not, you know, doing anything. I'm just sitting there reading the book. And it was very interesting, some of the things that were coming up that were like, oh, yeah, I know people that this would fit, and they could actually read this guide and get information for their next relationship because they're already, they've been out of their relationship for a year or two, and still the guide would come in handy for them. It probably should be something that should be given to, you know, to um, young people to read before they start dating, you know? That I mean, would be it would a great help, idea. Isn't it? To teach them how to date because it's always Ask that um, king of the hill thing. Who's the boss? There is no boss. You're in a relationship. <laughs> Well, it's also really empowering Like, don't forget who you are You are a fully empowered, infinite being here Don't, you know, it keeps reminding the person With affirmations and bringing them back to who they are Mm -hmm. Well, and I thought what was interesting Was when you talked about Oprah That she said she no longer gets upset When someone doesn't want to be in her life She just lets them leave She doesn't want anyone that doesn't right. want her. And I love that. Exactly. And it reminds me of Donald Trump, actually. You know, Donald Trump is always saying it's not personal, it's just business. So, you know, you, if, you, if you don't take the rejection personally, because really, it, it, not everybody can like everybody. And over time, you know, years ago, when you looked in the newspaper and somebody had a 50th wedding anniversary, it was like, oh, my God, they made it 50 years. That's great. Well, people died <laughs> earlier. Now they're living longer. So, you know, uh-huh. you know uh-huh. it's, yes. and they're expected to, but now you hear about people getting a divorce at 40 years, 50 years, 60 years of marriage. It's crazy. You think, well, what's mm-hmm. the, you know, what's the point at that point? But they're doing it because they are realizing they don't want to be in that, you know? And I, I don't know. I think that if they, um, you know, you don't like everybody you meet, not everybody that meets me likes me, and oh, well, that's life. Move on to those who do like you. Don't waste time with those who don't. You know, and instead learn from that. Learn from those who do not. If it's a relationship, what did you learn? If it's a chance meeting, who cares? And whatever someone thinks yeah. about me is none of my business. And, you know, um, I think Wayne Dyer is the one that said that. So life is a whole lot easier when you're with people who are kindred spirits and they're like-minded and you get along. And, you know, and you do have to work at relationships. But when they're over, you can still love somebody, but you just love them over there. You don't love them right here. Right. You know? Right. And you don't have to label it as wrong, a failure, bad. It was great for, the, for what it was, and now we're just meant to be both going in different directions. Now, you know, the most important thing here and especially as we continue to evolve as, um, as a planet, is being true to yourself, being true to, to your life purpose, being true to your heart, being true to your spirit. I can just speak from being a woman that I know and women know when their spirit is hurting. When your mm-hmm. spirit is hurting, when you're whatever it is, even in a job, a career, when your spirit is hurting, you know that something needs to be looked at. Something doesn't feel right. And no matter where we are in our life and what we're doing, when our spirit is hurting, we have to pay attention to that and listen to that and follow along with, well, what does bring me joy? Where, 
where is my where does my heart want to bring me? Where do I need to be? And that that goes that stands true for the type of environment we need to be in, the career, relationships, friendships, romantic relationships, being authentic and being true to who we are. And I had a coaching client once. She was very disconnected to who she was. Even the the, the questions, who are you? Who are you? And, and, you know, it's very simple, basic questions that we start when we start to awaken, we start to ask, who are we? And, and what do I want out of life? And why am I here? And what is this all about? Those are great questions to start asking ourselves. And then you listen and you just journal and write it all down and, and keep listening. And this builds intuition. This builds confidence in your intuition. This builds self-reliance. The more we, we spend time um, with really observing ourselves, observing our energy, when we get angry, when we start blaming other people, um, we can really start honing in on being totally responsible for ourselves. And I started doing that lately um, in, in such a, like, focused way, even when driving down the street and somebody cut in front of me and maybe I would get angry and blame them and just really observing my anger because it's never about what happens to us. It's about how we react. I was mm-hmm. walking um, on, on um, Black Friday. I was walking into a store, and this car pulled out and almost hit me in the parking lot, and I got mad at the lady for not looking, but yet I didn't look and see that she was backing out. So I was so quick to, to right away immediately say, well, she almost hit me. She almost backed out, but meanwhile... I didn't see her backing out either. So right. it's really looking at our energy, microscopically, how we all go along start blaming somebody else. Maybe not verbally, but in our head we do. So that's what I've been doing lately, really owning my energy 100%. Well, you're increasing your awareness, and that's what it's all about. If you increase your own awareness – once you start to do that, and as we said a number of times already on this show, it's a practice. It's a daily practice. You don't just say, well, I'm going to sit down today and practice being aware, and then tomorrow forget about it. You need to no. be aware all the time. And the more aware you are, the more forgiving you are, the less judgmental you are. That's how it works. I don't know why the equation works that way. That's just the way it works because when you're more present and more aware of what's happening to you, you understand that most of it is coming from you. It's not being done to you. It's not being thrown at you. There's one area I do want to go into because I I don't know that I read this properly. Unconditional love. Now, you stated to make sure that you're comfortable with giving your time, love, energy, and personal gifts, even if the relationship were to end. Now, I get that. That's giving from our hearts, and that's just exactly what we're supposed to do. However, you then stated, this is unconditional, and having that perspective, you will not have any regrets or remorse. It's important to give from a pure heart without expectations of wanting love back. Now, I think that's a whole lot easier said than done, particularly in a marriage. It's damn near impossible. It's an intimate romantic relationship. It's not a one-night stand or a fling. You go... If you go into not wanting love back, there's no point in being married. 
So any relationship that's romantic wants love back, or it's really not a relationship at all. Any relationship, yeah. even friendship, but a romantic relationship, you need that love in return. So I don't know that I read that properly. I think, I think that's referring to giving part. When we give, not to expect anything. Right. For example, okay. I had to learn the hard way. Um, taking care of somebody, not to expect or or not to even expect a thank you, but to mm-hmm. do it because I wanted to do it, because I felt good about doing that and caring for that person. doesn't matter if that person said thank you to me, but I felt better that I was helping out and taking care of that person versus if I did not do it. So I was doing that out of my own heart, out of my own purity, because that was what I wanted to. So I had to learn not to expect a thank you, not to want or need, need. I didn't need a thank you. So I think in that that part, that's what I was talking about, because a lot of times, a lot of times in life, people will do things with an expectation or of wanting something back or wanting, you know, I did, I did this for you, um, you know, but you didn't say this or you didn't say that. or, um, But I've just practiced with the idea of giving purely for my benefit because I enjoyed doing it, I wanted to do it, and that's, that was enough and that was it and, and that's it, end of story. You know, and I'm going to agree with you because, and you've probably seen this in your coaching practice, I have a lot of people who have been saying to me recently, and, and I bet you have too, and it's the energy on the planet right now, that one woman is telling me I'm getting emails from friends of mine who are saying that I'm not being a good friend because I haven't been there for them. And then she's telling me I've gone to lunch with them, then I had to take so-and-so to the hospital, he has cancer, there were chemo appointments, I had to switch things around, I did this, this, and this with this person, another person sent me another email, and she's got these three or four different emails from three or four different people saying she's not a good friend. Now I looked at that and she said, I seem to be the common denominator, and I said, yes, you are. And she said, so I'm not a good friend, and I said, no, that's not right. And she said, what do you mean? I said, you're only the common denominator because all of these people right now have issues with the fact that you were dealing with something and you couldn't spend time with them. And they're going back over a year. They have a litany of things that they're saying to her. And if you really look at it, you can see that she's not the, she's a common denominator, but she's not the issue. She's not. The energy is such that people have these expectations of other people to fill their own needs. And when she lost her person and a year has gone by and now she's with somebody else, you cannot tell me there's not jealousy on the part of those other four women. You cannot. I can read between the lines on the text that she's showing me. There's no way. And I'm thinking, you know what? That's That's not a loving relationship. This is not a friendship because it can't be, you know, if you're not, if you're not, willing to give the people, cut them slack for things happening in their life. And she said, well, you know, I don't, she said, I guess they want me to love them unconditionally. And I said, I don't believe love is ever really unconditional except between that of a parent and a child. Or maybe in the case of pets, they seem to love you no matter what. But even in the case of parent to child, there are some parents who do put conditions on love. They absolutely, absolutely. do. They will abandon you. All the time. Now, All the right. Time. And if love relationships were unconditional, there would not be divorce. 
you know, I mean, really, would anybody believe that love is unconditional in romantic relationships? I don't believe it is unconditional because there's a breaking point. Yes. We're not there yet as a species. Right. We're practicing unconditional love. We're learning about it. We're not there yet. That's very true. I just, you know, I just look at her and I think, wow, I really feel bad because she feels like she's being attacked from all these sources when, in fact, although she is the common denominator, she is not the reason. There's a difference between that, too. Are you finding people are, like, losing people in their life? They're, like, letting relationships go, getting rid of the negative, you know? Many, many, many people, many, many, many um, have in the last few years of changed friendships um yeah it's it's because we're all growing we're all growing Mm -hmm. and um we're all being um everything inside us is coming up the good the bad everything is being kind of swirled around and coming up inside us and outside of us and as it's coming up um we're we're walking and smacking right into our own stuff and um, as we're growing, we're also learning what energies we want to be with in our lives. And mm-hmm. we're moving away from energies that we don't feel respected, we don't feel honored, and we're moving away from those energies. And we're, we're moving towards energies that we feel we have a stronger resonance. Um, in, all of in all of that's okay. That's what we're supposed to do. Absolutely. That's what we need to do so you can continue Absolutely. to grow and move on. I think your book speaks well to that. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah. that your book speaks really well to that, that there are so many different facets to your book. It's not just a consciousness, uh, a, a conscious break up, breaking up guide. It's, it's a, it's, there's more. I can't even stress enough what more there is. It's only 54 pages long, so it's something that everybody should read, whether they're in a good relationship or not, because I guarantee you'll get something out of it. Even if it's something little, you will get something because it just it runs a gamut. And I don't know that that was intentional, but that certainly is what comes across on the page. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. Well, you're quite welcome. Uh, and I think, I don't know, I just think that um, when, it, when all is said and done, you know, forgiveness and letting go, that's a must in any relationship. You know, we have, we have love to give, and I think the key is to find someone who aligns with that, who also shares your beliefs about love. And then, like that man whose post went viral said, you're there for them. And if each partner believed that, there wouldn't be divorces because each person believes that they're there for the other. But you're right, we're not there yet. People aren't. But your book helps people to get there. I'm sure it will help people to get there. Yeah, that, yes, that's the whole point of my work is really bringing mm-hmm. a person to their truth. Yeah, and mm-hmm. healing, healing. Yeah, absolutely. And I just started, a, it's called the Smile Across Your Heart Experience course. And I'm really excited about this course. It is going to be, I'm going to be doing it with a yoga teacher training program, teachers that are getting certified to be a yoga teacher. It will be part of that that course. Yeah, and it's it's based on this, my latest manuscript, 200-page manuscript that I just finished writing and Language of the Heart, and I'm really, really excited about this course. I'm just fine-tuning it now. It's great to put it with the yoga program. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Very creative idea. Very good idea. Yeah, yeah, and my intention is to take that national as well. Um, 
So I'm really excited about that. Yeah, you should be. I mean, that sounds great. Now, the course, if, is it only going to be, I know you want to take it national, but is it only going to be for yoga classes right now, or will you separate no. from that and actually offer it on its own? I will offer it on its own, absolutely. Okay. And when will that start? Will people be able to get that information from your website? My website, smileacrossyourheart.com, and my email is laurie, L-A-U-R-I-E, M or Martin M at smile across your heart com. And they'll be able to find out the information about that particular course. Do you know when that course will start to launch on its own outside of the yoga instruction? January, January, 2014. Oh my God. So just next month. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Next, next month. Is it something that um, people will need to go in person, or will you be doing webinars via the Internet or something like that? I'm going to do, do webinars as well, yes. Once I get this finished, I'm just so excited to just go full force with it. I'm fine-tuning it and working on it now. It's been a work in progress. The manuscript is done. It's already fully edited, and now this whole course is coming out of that manuscript. So it's it's the book we just talked about and a lot, and a lot, lot more. That is great. That is exciting. That's very, yeah, very I'm really exciting. Excited. Good yeah. for you. You're always doing new and different things because, you know, the first book, Smile Across Your Heart, we talked about, and now the Conscious Breakup Guide, which it really is more than just navigating through the end of your relationship. There's so much more to offer in those 54 pages. I don't know that you really realize that. Maybe I'm reading more into it than I did, but I really thought it was way more than just navigating through well, the end of your relationship. My, my friend who edited it for me, when she sat at my kitchen table and she kept saying over and over to me, I think you're really limiting yourself by just marketing this to people that are going through a breakup. Um, she said, because this could be for anybody. She kept yeah, saying that over and that. over. And I agree. I said, well, I think I'm going to just market it right now towards people struggling through a breakup. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, she said that many times. I really think you shouldn't just limit yourself. Yeah, I agree with her because when I was, even as I was reading it, I kept taking notes and I thought this is way more than a breakup guide. There's much more here to this. And I didn't know if you were going to try to extrapolate information and turn it into another book at some other point in time where it would be more of a process thing. But, you know, you've got a lot going on. A lot of great things are happening, and, and I think it's wonderful. And your manuscript that's 200 pages long, when you're ready to launch that, if you choose to come back to the show, you know, please let me know. We'd love to have you on oh. here again. Oh, I will. And I really, really appreciate you letting me talk to your listeners. Thank you so much, T, from the bottom oh, of my are- heart. You are quite welcome. And, you know, there is, someone, there is a person out there for everyone. I firmly believe that. And I know that everyone, it matters not who you are, deserves love. And you will find it if you allow yourself to do so. And that's probably the key to most of this is we need to allow ourselves to go through the process and really move forward because, like you said earlier, divine timing is a great thing. You can quicken that, though. You know, everybody thinks, well, it's divine timing. Whether I do this or that, it's not going to happen. Not necessarily because divine timing is about your own growth and how quickly Mm. you get from point A to B. So if you get to point A to B in 40 years, then in 40 years you'll get your reward in quotes. But if you get to point A to B in, in, you know, in two years, like Maribel, you have a character, not character, a woman, Maribel, who was going through a fearful period in her life. And two years after a divorce, she's married and has two beautiful babies. So, you know... 
that really stuck in my head too. So everybody can do this. Just follow the process and the guide. It's a great book. Laura, you have an awful lot to offer. I'm excited about the program that you're putting together with the yoga instruction as well. So that's a great opportunity for you. Good luck with that. Thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs> you know, we're almost at the top to of the hour. But before we go, you know, let's tell everyone again, the Conscious Breakup Guide, Navigating Through the End of Your Relationship, and, and I'll give them your website. It's smile, S-M-I-L-E, across, A-C-R-O-S-S, your, Y-O-U-R, heart, H-E-A-R-T, dot com. And then it's Lori M. at smileacrossyourheart.com if you want to get in touch. But I'm sure there's a contact thing on the page. You'll learn a lot about her, her work and the different you know, that course that's coming up in January, I mean, it's right around the corner. Let's face it, today's, you know, it's, it's December right now. So, you know, it's right around the corner. So this is very exciting. I'm, I'm really excited for you and happy for you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so listeners, we need you. you too. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so, listeners, we need you to spread the word. You know, every week I tell you that we know you enjoy what we hear on Energy Awareness Radio, and I ask you to share it with your friends. And over the past couple of weeks, we've had some really intense conversations and have discussed some crucial and life-changing topics that, you know, they're here to benefit all of us. And I invite you to share the link to the show with your family and friends. It's important information. We live in very challenging and instantly changing world. That's why I have the guests I have to keep you apprised so you don't get lost in the dross of life. And we need to stay aware so we can navigate easily and live the life we're meant to live productively, healthfully, purposefully, and with love. So send the link to this show to everyone you know and let them have the same opportunity that you just had to learn and grow and make the world a better place for everyone. So, Lori, thank you again. This was really informative, and I'm sure it will be helpful for a whole lot of people. And I appreciate you sharing your time and insight with all of us. Thank you so much. You're welcome. On behalf of everyone here at Energy Awareness Radio, I'd like to thank all of our listeners for tuning in this evening. My name is T. Love, and I hope you'll be back next Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time for another great show. For more information about me, visit my website, quantumwellness.org. You'll find an archived list of past shows, the lineup for upcoming shows, as well as information about other upcoming events I'll be hosting throughout the year. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter, at NRG Aware Radio. That's at NRG Aware Radio. I am your host, T. Love, here at Energy Awareness Radio, intending you and yours a most wonderful week. Remember, living from your heart is quite easy. You need only give thanks to do so. So take care and stay well. I got a roof over my head. I got a warm place to sleep. So that I lie awake out here instead of counting sheep. I got a
Bye. Okay, bye-bye.